Hi, my name is Eric Ludi, and you're listening to my Ask Eric podcast. Thanks for joining me. Let's get down to the business of talking about truth. What is one of the greatest threats to the church in America? It's a lofty question, and it could probably be answered from various uh, directions. I'm going to take a shot at it, though, and I would say this this is probably not the only one, but it's a big one, and I'm going to call it presumptuous sins. Uh, presumptuous sins uh, are the things that we presume don't matter, but they actually are harming our soul, harming our lives, harming our marriages, harming our families, harming our churches. And so we're presuming something. And that is that God doesn't care about these things. And it's very easy to do that, especially in America. So uh, I'm going to actually focus on a very specific presumptuous sin, too, that I would say is sort of maybe the center of the center when it comes to uh, the things we're presuming about. And that's appetite. You see, I believe that, for instance, gluttony is almost one of those things that's laughable to talk about uh, in Christianity today, and it's an appetite issue. And we have cravings as an American church, uh, I should say North American church, and we just think it's okay to follow our cravings. I mean, we want to have a little bit of uh, governance to that, but hey, God doesn't care that much about these things. And so as a result, we sort of loosen our belt and just sort of go at it. Uh, so our problem is we think we are just fine. After all, isn't serving our appetites just normal human behavior? In Proverbs 16, 25, it says, There is a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. What we want to make sure is that we're not entering into that way that seems right unto man. We don't want to reason like normal men on this earth, we want to reason with heaven's mind. So uh, just look at this from a different angle. Proverbs sixteen twenty five. there is a way that seems right unto a man's body, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Your body has things that it would say, hey, this is normal. This is what I crave. This is what I need. And everyone else understands that. For some reason, you as Christians always want to put roadblocks to that. And so in the modern American church, we're like, throw off those shackles. We can allow the body to speak. We can allow our cravings to lead the way. Let me go through uh, some natural cravings of the body. That These are points, I would say, that I think it would be healthy for us as a church to allow the Spirit of God to touch. I recognize that these are sensitive points, uh, but I think it's really important. And I think it's a vulnerability that we are not addressing oftentimes in the church. So look at sort of six different appetites. Number one, the appetite for food and drink. Two, the appetite for the possession of things. Three, the appetite for sleep. Four, the appetite for sensual pleasure. Five, the appetite for expression. I need to say it. I need to just get it off my chest. And so we'll say things. Let it just fly. Things that can be very hurtful, very dishonoring. Uh, and number six, the appetite for information. Must know. In other words, we have to know things. We have to have information. And so we crave these things. They're appetites, as strange as that may sound. Uh, but what does the entire Bible say? I mean, we know what Proverbs says about there's a way that seems right unto man, but what does the rest of the Bible say? If I was going to summarize it, this could be a good summary. There is a way that is right unto God, Jesus Christ is his name, and the end thereof is life. In other words, if you go the way of the world, you die. If you go the way of Christ, you go the way of God, you live. So what God teaches is something very different than just the loose belt, hey, whatever you know, I feel like I want to do. He teaches us something. In fact, when the Spirit of God comes into a man or woman's life, what he does is he begins to implement a control plan. In other words, 
He takes over appetites. He doesn't get rid of appetites. It's not like you stop having an appetite for food when you're a Christian. You stop having sexuality and any uh, appetite there. You actually still have appetite, but those appetites don't control you. The Spirit of God moves in to create a control operation. In other words, where you are under control. So the Greek word is egretea, which is this idea of self being controlled by the Holy Spirit so that self can actually control the appetites. So no longer do appetites rule, but the Spirit of God is ruling and he uses you, self-controlled you as a fruit of the Holy Spirit to demonstrate how the kingdom of heaven is supposed to function. So how do we deal with these appetites? I want to walk through what we can call the four gradients of inner control. Uh, and so the first one is open door policy. And that's how a lot of us are. You know, we're non-Christians, unbelievers. We don't understand these things. Even when we come to Christ, sometimes even there's whole sections of the church which will promote this concept of, hey, it's all right. What the appetite wants, the appetite gets. That's very damaging to the development of a Christian. And so what you need to realize is that you can't just let anything and everything come in. If it's a winter storm outside and I just leave an open door in my house, guess what? That winter storm ends up in my living room. And so the open door policy actually doesn't work in Christianity. Uh, the second one, and it's like a development, and this is where a lot of Christians today are, is that we call it the curbed appetite. They're strong against some things, but in, there's an open door to others. And so it's like, oh, I keep this out of my life. I'm a Christian. And there's other areas that just waltz right in. And so what we need is more of, listen to three, is the intentional defense. And so this is a show of maturity. It's not the fullness of maturity, but it's a start. And it's purposeful to repel, strong at times, yet not totally consistent in all areas. That's just a developing, maturing Christian. But what are we maturing into? I like this term. This is the armed heavenly vault, where we're empowered to repel, empowered to restrain, empowered to say no, empowered to keep a sound mind at all times, and empowered to stay consistent. So though we don't start there, this is what God is building in our life. And so if you'd like to take this into a deeper uh, level, I have a old message. It's a, it's a sort of an old uh, doozy of a message called Proving the 300. And so if you go to the show notes for this episode, you'll see a link to it. But uh, if you really want to take this deeper and understand and unpack it a little more, that would be a great tool for you. Hey, God's blessings to you. Ask Eric was brought to you by the creative team at BraveheartedChristian.com, offering short films, books, articles, sermons, and yes, even podcasts like this one to build you strong in the person of Jesus Christ. At Bravehearted Christian, the agenda is to bring back the stuff of old. You know, the sort of Christianity that is lived out with the gusto of heaven is rarely politically and or socially correct and actually and practically works. Visit BraveheartedChristian.com or EricLudy.com to learn more about, yours truly, the loud mouth behind the microphone. If you would like to submit a question for me to consider on this podcast, please feel free to do so from our podcast homepage. Until next time, Brock a Sock.